Gemara Yibamod Daf Samech Dalad. The Masech has been dedicated to the Rifuah Shlema Shimon Ben Simcha, and we are going to begin today's Daf on Samech Gimal Amud Bet. We're on the bottom line. Tanur Banan. Ubnuhoyu Amar Shuvah Hashem Rivivot Alfei Yisrael. The pasuk is coming to tell us over here. Melamed Sheena Shechina Shora Al Pachot Meshnayim Alafim Ushnere Babot Miyisrael. That the Shekhinah doesn't rest unless there is at least 22,000 people. So that's Rivevot Alfei. Rivevot is plurality of myriad. So that's two ten thousands, which is 20. Alfei is plural of thousands. So that's 2,000. That says Shuvah, Bore Olam returns his Shekhinah when there's 22,000 people. So the Gemara gives a hypothetical. Let's say they were one shy of the 22,000 mark. And one of the members decided not to have a child. So as a result, he is causing the Shekhinah not to rest in Israel. So every... Everyone counts, especially in that case over there. So, Ama Hanan Amar Mishum Rabbi Eliezer Hayav Mita. So that's even a more strict punishment. That if a person is not osik b'periav rebia, he's Hayav Mita. Shne Amar Ubanim Lo Hayu Lahem. That's by Nadav Avihu. The Torah says that one of the reasons why they died was that they didn't have children. Ha Hayu Lahem Banim. But if they would have had children, they wouldn't have died. Now that needs explanation. Why is the, uh, what is the sin of Nadavi we have to do with not having children? Why should they die because of that? So there's different ways uh, of learning it. One way, uh, I think the Benish Hai says, is that the, the, um, the Nadavi who died a very noble death. They died mitah. Uh, of Devikut. They were so close to Hashem that you know they just let the Neshama leave in ecstasy and in total attachment. Like the Orach HaMakadosh writes, Hashikut, Devikut. Uh, and so as a result, they left this world in a very, very, very holy way. However, they wouldn't have let that happen if they had children. Because if they had children, they would have been responsible to raise these children. They would not be able to go after the, uh, you know, the pleasure of the Shekhinah that they did. So therefore, when it says, because they didn't have children, that allowed them to you know, give up their, their neshama. So from there they learned that if somebody doesn't have children, so there's a remez, at least over there, that is hayab mita. That could explain, I mean, based on this Gemara, it could explain the Gemara in Berachot, with Hizkiyah HaMelech, that we always ask when Yeshaya came to him and said, Yechayab mitah mepine shelo asakta bepiriyah v'riviyah. And everybody always asks, and where do you see Yechayu mitah for not being osik bepiriyah v'riviyah? But based on this Gemara Nibamot, you do see that indeed there is a Yechayu mitah, and that's what Yeshaya was telling uh, the king Hizkiyah. The Gemara then says over here, Acharim Omrim Gorem Neshechina Shetestadek Mi Yisrael. It actually causes the Shechina to leave Israel, Shneemar, Liot Lecha, Lelohim, Uzar Acha, Acharecha. 
בזמן שזרעך אחריך, שכינה שורה. When זרעך אחריך, when you have children, so then the שכינה rests. אין זרעך אחריך, we don't have children, על מי שורה? Where is the שכינה going to rest? על העצים ועל הבנים? On the sticks and the stones? And therefore, the children actually cause the שכינה to rest in Israel. Okay, now we start the Bortai, the new Mishnah, Matniti. נשאה אישה ושהה עמה עשר שנים ולא ילדה. So he was married for ten years and his wife wasn't able to bear children. אין הוא רשאי לבטל. So he doesn't have a right to stop, to refrain. He has to either divorce his wife and take another one or just take another wife. You know, in the olden days they were allowed to marry more than one wife. So just let him take a second wife that she could have children. גרשה מותרת לנשא לאחר. Now let's say he divorces us, she's permissible to marry somebody else. Now even though that person she's marrying is Hayav and Piriyav and Rivya, we don't know actually in the first marriage whose fault it was. And therefore maybe just they weren't compatible in having children, but maybe she's able to have children from somebody else. So we don't say that she's taken off the market. She's actually allowed to marry somebody else. And for that matter, Virashai Hasheni L'shot Imah Esel Shanim. And the second one also gets 10 years <clears throat> until, uh, until uh, you know, they try to have children. Ve'im hepila, and if she had a miscarriage, moneh mish'ah she'epila. You start the clock from the time of the miscarriage. Or she has a baby and then the baby dies. <clears throat> so you start from, from then. And the clock uh, doesn't begin, uh, you know, from the beginning of their marriage. It begins from the last miscarriage. <clears throat> and the Gemara begins. So we said after 10 years, Yotzi should give her a get. So now it says over here in the Gemara that he's obligated to give her a ketubah. Now why is he obligated to give her a ketubah? One of the obligations of a lady when she gets married is to bear children. So she couldn't bear children. So why should he have to pay a ketubah? Sheme. So maybe he did not merit <coughs> in order to build a family from her. Which means we don't know whose fault it is. It's possible that the fault lies in him. Maybe he's the one that has the problem. And therefore, how could you uh, not pay a ketubah when you don't know exactly whose problem it is. That means the Gemara is talking about a case where you, didn't, you don't have fertility specialists telling you whose problem it is. If we know for a fact that it's the lady's problem, then she goes out without a ketubah. And if we know for a fact that it's the husband's problem, then of course, there's no question. The case that we were talking about is we really don't know whose problem it is. It's a shemme. So therefore, since we don't know, could be it's the man has the fertility issues over here. So therefore, you cannot send the lady out without giving her a ketubah. She didn't do anything wrong. So therefore, although, you know, he cannot have children, so therefore it's his fault, so therefore the divorce happens and she can get married to somebody else, but she does collect the ketubah. So now the Gemara wants to know, where do we know this? And where do we get this 10-year uh, rule from? Even though we don't have an actual proof to this, we have a zechid. What's the zechid? By Avraham Abinu, Miketz, Eser Shanin, 
Lishevet Abraham Be'eris Kena'an. So what happened? Abraham was in Eris Kena'an, and it says it was after 10 years that he was married in Eris Kena'an to Sarai. And then, obviously they didn't have children. So what did he do? He married Hagar. So he took a second wife. So you see, he waited uh, 10 years. Why would you have to tell me that? Unless it's trying to show me that um, the purpose was uh, to get, uh, you know, to, to, he waited the 10 years. And it comes and teaches me a lesson, the Lametcha, that means even though Abraham was married for years before in Chutzla Aris, but the clock doesn't start in Chutzla Aris. Because all this is talking about in Eris Israel. Chutzla Aris, you can blame it on Chutzla Aris, maybe. You don't have Zichut. But once you get to Eris Israel, then already the law, the law applies. Uh, I guess there's a, um, there's a special Zichut in Eris Israel. So therefore, he starts to count when he gets into Eretz Yisrael. If you look at the Rashi, Miketz Eser Shanim. Ba'al Hagar, v'hai d'lo nasiba v'hanach shnei kamareh, ad shelo ba'al Eretz Kena'an, shayu shanim merupot v'padan aram, v'lamitcha she'en yishibat chutza la'aretz olalo. Dilma mishum avon chutza la'aretz hemakurim. So therefore, as long as you can blame it on something else, you don't have to get divorced. So therefore, when they're living in Chutz La'aris, you say, oh, the, the zikhut of, um, or the avon of living in Chutz La'aris, that's what's causing them to be barren. But once you get to Eris Yisrael, so then the law applies. Lefichach. Lefichach. Ho'il v'kachazinan she'en yishibat Chutz La'aris min ha-minyan, v'talinan v'chol davar ha-mon'an min ha-hirayon, halahu o'chatahi v'chulah. So now once you see that you take into consideration other factors to explain it. So therefore, the Gemara says, halahu. So let's say the husband takes ill, or shehaltahi, or the wife takes ill, or shenehem habushim, bebeta asurim, where they're both in prison, where they're not able to have relations, en olim lo minyam. So you don't count that as part of the 10 years, because we can give the reason why they're not having children. The reason why they're not having children, because they're sick, and, and, and so on and so forth. And uh, that's, uh, that, ex- that explains it. So therefore, uh, again, so long as you can attribute their uh, lack of having children to other, other factors, so therefore we don't, uh, we don't, we don't count that as, uh, as part of the 10 years. Now the Mepharshim over here say that Yeshna uh, De'ot HaSoveret Sheshnot Yeshivat Bechutzala Aretz, that the years of an Chutzla Aretz, Enam Olot the Esser Shalim Neshum Adam. That doesn't apply to anybody. Hainu Hagbalat Esser Shalim Noheget Lak Liyushbim Be'erish Israel. That's the Orzarua. That this law of 10 years is only for people living in Erish Israel. But anybody that's living in Chutzla Aretz, they're not bound to this 10 year uh, law. Uh, this opinion. Uh, is brought down uh, in the same name of Yeshomrim, Omrim, but other Yishonim like the Rosh, the Rashba, reject it. Um, the Rosh says, Shedavka ba Abraham ifshar hayal letlotet miniate hirayom bishivat bechutzala aretz. Only by Abraham that was commanded to go to Erish Israel, so you could say that living in Chutzala aretz was considered, you know, an Avon, and that's why 
he didn't have children. But for a regular guy, which is not considered contemptuous, so therefore the clock starts. So again, that's a, uh, it's an exception. It's only to Abraham Abinu that was supposed to go to Eretz Yisrael, so his living in Hustaris can, uh, can be an excuse for him. But the Gemara is just trying to show that once already we give other reasons to answer it up, so too if a person uh, was, uh, for other reasons, because they were sick or they were in Beta Asurim, so that's uh, you, you don't you don't start the uh, you don't start the clock over there. Fine. And the Ritva says a hadush over here that it's not necessarily that they're sick and not having relations. I would have learned the Gemara and therefore they didn't have relations, so therefore you can't count it. But the Gemara's the way the Ritva is doing is even if they would have relations under such circumstances. You don't start the clock because it could be that the avon that caused them to get sick is causing them not to have children. So therefore you can blame it on the avon, just like you can blame it on the avon of Hosla'aris. Why are they in prison? Obviously they're the avon. So therefore, even though they're having relations, but we see that there's external factors over here that are at play. Yamarad comes along and says, Amar le Nachman, why are you learning from Abraham Abinu when you're only learning 10 years? Why don't you learn from Yitzhak Abinu? And Yitzhak Abinu, we know, will actually give you an extra 10 years. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Vahi Yitzhak ben Arba'im Shana mekahto et Rivka. We know that Yitzhak Abinu was, 20, was 40 when he married Rivka. And Khtiv, and another Pasuk says, Yitzhak ben Shishim Shana ben Ledetotam. And Yitzhak was 60 when he had that. So that means he waited 20 years. He didn't divorce Rivka. So therefore you see what? That you can wait 20 years before you have uh, children. So therefore, we should learn from Yitzhak. Now she says, Bidilef mi Yitzhak. That means Yitzhak had an issue. Yitzhak was considered an akar, he was barren. So once he knew, knows he has the issue, so therefore he's not obligated to divorce his wife. The issue was him. Rivka is not mechoyevet in And Yitzhak Aminu knows he's akar, so he's waiting in order for the akrut, akrut to pass. So therefore you cannot really learn from Yitzhak akuraya. Right. The Gemara later on is going to teach us that Yitzhak Aminu was actually uh, an Akab. So the Gemara says, wait, if that's the case, Ihachi, how could you learn the 10 years from Abraham Abinu also? Abraham Nami Akur Haya. Abraham also had a deen of uh, Akab. And therefore, how do you learn from him 10 years? Adraba, the, 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 the clock doesn't stop by Abraham because. You know, he would have stayed married uh, 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 longer. So what's the um, what's the what, what's what's the limud from uh, Avraham? So the Gemara is going to come along and say that uh, it's true that uh, you really can't learn the shi'ud of ten years from what Avraham Abinu did that he waited ten years because he was an akad. Uh, the fact is that we're going to learn it from uh, the fact that it said in the pasuk we said above me kids esha shanim. That whole pasuk really is extra. Why would the pasuk have to come and tell me after 10 years 
that it was living in Canaan for. There's no purpose to tell me that. So therefore, since it's totally extra, so it's becoming to tell me in general, not in the case of Abraham, but in general, it's a 10-year, it's a 10-year rule. But Ligabe Yitzhak, Yitzhak Avinu, the Pesukim that mentioned that he was 60 years old when he had them, that is not extra at all. So therefore, we need those uh, Pesukim to teach us other things. So therefore, it's not available to teach us the law of uh, divorcing for the fact that there's no children. Therefore, you cannot learn a 20-year rule from Yitzhak. The case of Yitzhak, we need Turak was out of its way to tell us how long Ishmael lived. He lived 137 years. You know, what, do you, what do you need to count the years of the Rasha? They want to calculate how many years did Yaakov Abinu go and learn in Shem Ba'ever. So they calculated by figuring out how old Ishmael was and using, you know, deduction, how old was Yitzhak when he got married and so on and so forth. So you can deduce that Yitzhak, that Yaakov went to Shem Ba'ever for 14 years and he wasn't held accountable for not respecting his father when he was in the yeshiva Shem Ba'ever. So, Therefore, the fact that the Torah tells him, tells us Yitzhak Abinu that was 60 when he had his children, he was 40 when he got married, that's not for, 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 for fertility reasons, that's why it's telling me that. It's telling me that so I can calculate Yaakov. But Legabe Avraham, there's no reason to tell me that pasuk. It was after 10 years that he got married. You don't need that pasuk in, in relationship to anything else. Elas must be telling us that although Avraham, it didn't apply to, because he had a accrued problem, but somebody else would have an issue of 10 years, and therefore, after 10 years, he would be able to, uh, uh, to leave his wife. He has to leave his wife. So therefore, ultimately, we learn it from Avram Avinu, from the fact that it's an extra pasuk. Now, read the Rashi, Ha'hum, Ibe'el, Kilomar. Kilomar, Kilomar. Yitzchak akur haya, mishum hachi lo nasi bachariti. Ukradi Yitzchak ben 60 shana, lo yitirahu, detema lahachi kat berachmana, lenigmar mine, shihiyat esim shana. Right. Ha'hum, Ibe'el, 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 the reason why he waited 20 years, he would have waited 50 years. He was an Akkad. So you can't learn anything from Yitzhak Abinu, the Gaber, this law. Well, so then why was the Torah have to come and tell me uh, the 20 year that he waited 20 years? No, that's nothing to do with uh, a fertility law. That's a law of the Gaber counting the years of Yaakov Abinu. Aval. Aval, Miketz, Esir Shanin, Abraham, Afal, Gabda, Kurhava, Yafina, Mine. The love of the Right. Although Abraham Abinu also would have waited, he would have waited 20 years also, he would have waited 50 years, he was Akar. But why would you have to tell us Miketz Eshe Shanim? There's no reason to tell me Miketz Eshe, it's coming to teach it to us. That, ah, that's the magic number, that when a person is married, who's able to have children, not like Abraham. You can't have children after 10 years, so then already. But Abraham himself, was nothing to do. He would have waited longer because he know that he was Akar. Now, what was the reason why the Torah told us the years of Yitzhak? Because, again, we calculate for us to know exactly how long Yaakov was learning in Shem Right. And the Gemara's point is to show us that all those years that he was in Shem Ba'evid, he wasn't held liable for not serving his father. Okay, fine. That, that, and the only way you know that is from the years of 
Ishmael, when Yitzhak got married, when Yitzhak had children. So therefore, it's not extra at all. Now the Gemara says, so again, at this point, somebody asks you, what's the source, how you know that if a person is married for 10 years and he cannot have children, he has to take another wife? You know it's from Avraham Abinu. Not per se from Avraham himself, but you know it from the Pasuk uh, that says, by Avraham Abinu, Miketz Eser Shani. So Amar Abi Yitzhak, Yitzhak Avinu Akur Haya. Yitzhak Avinu was barren. Shani Amar, Vayyatari Yitzhak Lehashem, Lenochach Eshto. It says Yitzhak prayed, Lenocha. Lenocha means literally facing his wife. Ki akarahi. So the pasuk does not say al ishto. Doesn't say he prayed for his wife. Lo ne'emar. Ela, what does the pasuk say? Lenocha ishto. Nocha sounds like that Yitzhak had something similar with his wife. That just like his wife was akara, he also was an akar. So lenocha, he prayed uh, 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 for the same reason. It sounds like Yitzhak was praying for himself and Rivka was also praying for herself. Which is, before this Gemara, I would have thought that it was, it was Rivka that was the Akara and Yitzhak was praying for her, that uh, she should uh, recover from her, her Akrut. But now the Gemara is saying not like that. The Gemara is actually saying that both of them were Akurim and that he was praying for the same reason that Rivka was praying, that they were both uh, akurim. So the Gemara then comes along and says, If they were both akurim and they were both praying, why does the Pasuk say, It should say that God answered both of them. If you'll tell me, like in the Habamina, that we're saying that Yitzhak was praying for Rivka, so then Hashem answered Yitzhak. But if each one's praying for themselves, because each one was an Akara, so the Pasuk should say, lahem, that God answered both of them, because both of them had the, the issue. The Yavarah says famously, So you cannot compare the Tefillah of the Tzaddik ben Tzaddik, which is Yitzhak Avinu, the son of Abraham, compared to the Tefillah of Rivka, which is the daughter of the Sha'im, she's the daughter of Betuel. So that's why God answered the Tefillah of Yitzhak Avinu. And the Benish Hai says here that what, what is this inyan that Tefillah has a benefit of Tzaddik ben Tzaddik? Why should Tzaddik ben Tzaddik you know, uh, have a, an advantage? So he says, specifically when it comes to praying for children, because it affects the tzaddik ben tzaddik. Because the grandfathers, we learned in the previous Amud, we said, bene banim ke banim. So then when you're praying for your children, it's actually considered the children of your father as well. And therefore it impacts the tzaddik. So therefore the tefillah tzaddik ben tzaddik for children, since it affects the grandfather, because it's his children as well, so he has a big zechut. Masha'ik and the rasha, he doesn't have the zechut that the bnei banim that he should have children. So therefore, his tefillah is not going to be as uh, as effective. Amar Rabbi Yitzhak, mahayu avotenu akurim. The old question now is why did God make it that the avot were actually akurim that they were barren? Uh, desires the tefillot uh, of the tzaddikim. Of the, uh, the tefillot bring the tzaddik to higher levels. And the tzaddik will get closer to him. 
through the vikut. So therefore he holds back something from the tzaddik, so the tzaddik will have to use tefillah to attach himself closer to Hashem, and therefore he doesn't give him everything you know, easily, because then you don't have a connection with Hashem, no reason to pray, at least not to pray wholeheartedly, so that's why HaKadosh Baruch makes them HaKurim, it's in order to get them to pray, to attach. Amar B'Yitzchak, Lama Nimshinat Tefilatan Shal Sadiqim Ke Eter, or Ke Atar, because the Pasuk says, Vayi Atar, Yitzchak, and we know that Atar is like a pitchfork. Now why would you compare Tefilat to like a pitchfork? Ma Atar Zeh, Mehapechet HaTevua Memakom Lemakom, just like the, 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 the pitchfork moves the bales of straw, or of hay, or of wheat, from one place to the other, turns it around, upside down. So therefore the atar is tefillah, it turns the midat adin into midat arachamim. So tefillah has a deen, uh, sweetening of the judgments. Therefore it's able to turn it over. So read the, uh, the she's over here. ותערב and the Nechomah says, Eno Domeh Tefilat Tzadik Ben Tzadik Le Tefilat Tzadik Ben Rasham. We asked on the Nechomah, why does Nashi call Rivka Tzadik Ben Rasham? But over here he fixes it. Here he's careful by saying Tzadiket Bat Rasham. And we, we, we said a whole Hadush on, on the Nashi that why he would use the, uh, the Lashon uh, Tzadik, Tzadik Ben Rasham. And we said that we had a different uh, Mahalach. But here he, uh, you see clearly it's Meduyeket. Rivka is a tzaddeket, but it's not enodome tefilat tzaddik ben tzaddik or tefilat tzaddik ben rasha. So, yeah, at least according to the Rashi and the Gemara, you can't say that, uh, you can't make that diuk. It's, it's, it's definitely clear. Amar Rabbi Ameh. So Rabbi Ameh comes along and says, Avraham vesara tumtemim hayu. Now we're saying another hadush that they were actually closed up. Tumtum is, it's sealed. So you don't see the simanim. You don't see the siman zakhrut or the siman of uh, nakbut. How do you know that? Shene'emar habitu el tsur hatsabtem ve'el makevet bor nukartem. So uchtiv habitu el avraham abichem ve'el sarah techolelchem. So it's Avraham and Sarah that bore you. The Basuk is saying that they were compared to a, a rock that was hewn, that you had to chisel through, or a board that you had to dig. That means they were closed. So you had to you know, open it, you had to dig through it. So that teaches us that they were tumtemim. Amar of Nahman, Amar Abu, look at these opinions. This opinion says that she was like a, a lady that had. Issues that was not able to, to, to bear children. She was Ailonit. And that's a double language. She was Akara and Nabalad. So the Gemara teaches us over here 
Afidu bet valad ena. She didn't even have, you know, ovaries. She didn't even have a, a womb. So that's like an ailonit. Ena valad. So just, just makes the miracle of Sarah giving birth even that much greater. Amar of Yehuda bereder of Shemuel bar Shelat mishemed erav lo shanu. That which we said in the Mishnah, the ten-year rule, ela badrot erishonim sheshnotehem erubot. Aval bedrot acharonim sheshnotehem muatot sheteshanim umechsa keneged shelosha eburin. So the Gemara is saying that the ten year is relative to lifespan. So since the lifespan in the old days was longer, so therefore, okay, we gave it ten years, but today, when the lifespan is shorter, so we have to adjust the uh, the rate. So it's not ten years anymore. You know what I want to say, it's going to be uh, two and a half years, two and a half years, which would be uh, thirty months. Keneged three eburim, three uh, three pregnancies. Let's say each pregnancy is nine months, so it's twenty seven months plus another three months in between for tumah, because you can't you can't get pregnant right away. You need a month in between each pregnancy in order to you know for the mikveh and so on and so forth. So therefore, it's basically saying that uh, we give the lady three. Uh, three years, or, or three years and a half, 30 months, I should say, which is three, the time of three pregnancies plus three months, and then he has to be married. Uh, which means the reason why they picked three years is the three, three Rosh Hashanahs. Because uh, it says in the Gemara, the Amar Mor, Rosh Hashanah, Nifkidu Sarah Rachel, the that the Imahot, Sarah Rachel, and Hana. They were remembered on uh, Rosh Hashanah. They were judged to have uh, pregnancies. And therefore, when the lady goes to three Rosh Hashanahs, <clears throat> and then she doesn't have children, then already it's, uh, it's already like a hazakah. And then, and then that's it. So therefore, it's to go through three Rosh Hashanahs. If you look at uh, Rashi, Shilosha Eburin, on the third line. Right, the lady gives birth right after her tumah. She gets pregnant, I mean, after her tumah. Shalosh pekidot. Okay, so that's why she's got to go to Tidosh Hashanahs. And then once she goes to Tidosh Hashanahs, and she wasn't answered, then already. Uh, he divorces her. Amar litnihu kelale. So he says these rules over here are not halakha. Ela, it's still ten, uh, ten years. Doesn't change. It's not relative to to lifespan. Mechdi matnitin mantakin. Who wrote the Mishnah? The ten year rule. It was written by Rabbi Rabbi Makadosh. Vehabi me Rabbi imrut shane. Already by Rabbeinu Kadosh, uh, the uh, even before that, we made David. Already, the, the, the lifespan went down. David Amelech actually said in Tehidim, bahim shiv'im shana. So therefore, and still, lifespan already was reduced in the times of King David, and Rabbi, which was much after King David, still wrote in the Mishnah ten years. So you see that it's not relative to lifespan; it's just the law of ten years. Okay, now that's, uh, that's that. Now the Gemara comes along and says, V'hai sheme lo hibanot himena. The Mishnah said that the reason why he has to pay HaKetubah is sheme lo hibanot himena, that maybe, uh, you know, he wasn't zochet to have children from her. V'dilma 
Ihi de lo zachia. The Gemara says the opposite. Maybe she wasn't, she didn't have the zechut de banot. Which means, why should she get the ketubah? Maybe it's her fault. What, what automatically do you say that he doesn't have the zechut to have children? And therefore, we blame it on the, on the husband and we don't say it's the lady's uh, punishment. We say, no, he's being punished, the husband, not to have children from this lady. And therefore, it's not a fault of a pair of ketubah. Maybe it's the punishment of the lady. And therefore, it's her fault. How do you know the Mishnah automatically know that when we don't know who has the issue over here, you blame it on the husband. It's his fault that she was punishing him, no zakah. Maybe it's her fault. So the Gemara comes along and says that, um, What's saying here that since she's not commanded on periyavirivya, it would not be considered a punishment for her because she doesn't care. Which means when somebody's obligated and then they don't have the merit to fulfill that obligation, so they feel bad, that's a punishment. The lady, now I'm sure she feels bad, but that's not considered a punishment to the lady because anyway, she's not obligated. So therefore the assumption is that uh, if there's a problem with fertility and you don't know, you didn't go to the doctor, so you really don't know whose fault that is over here, you blame it and it's the husband's fault and she was punishing him and uh, uh, therefore he has to pay the, uh, the ketubah. Right. She doesn't care. So you don't punish somebody on something she doesn't care about. You punish her saying, oh, you're not going to have children. Big deal, she doesn't have to have children anyway. I mean, forget about the instincts that a lady wants to have children, but the mitzvah, it bothers her less. So therefore... The Gemara is assuming that we, if, if, it's, if we can blame it on somebody, it's probably the avon of the, of the husband. The Gemara says, Ini, we have a contradiction. Veha amru le rabbanan, le rabbi abba bar zabda, nesiv eteta veodid bene. So they told the rabbi that he should get married and bring children. And he answered back, That if I would have the zechut, I would have had children from my first wife. Which means, there's no reason for me to think that I'm going to have more children from my second wife. Now, that goes against what we said in the Mishnah. Adraba. Our Mishnah said that once a person gets married and can have children, you should marry again. And here we say, nah, listen, what, what, what's to say I'm going to have uh, children... Uh, for my second. If I didn't have for my first, so I'm not going to have for my second. Ini, Rashi. Ini, v'ha'amulei v'chulei, amatnitin parich. Deketani yisa acheres, shema lo zakha lehebanot mimena, v'yizkeh lehebanot nashniya. So the Gemara says, Hatam d'choyeh kam madcher lehu l'rabbanan. Over there he was just giving a, an excuse to the rabbis. The Rabbi Abba bar Zavda, i'akar mepirkeh, that really he wasn't able to have children. Like we learned on yesterday's dap that because he was in the shi'ud of Rav Huna and the shi'ud of Rav Huna lasted very long and he wasn't able to go to the bathroom. And therefore it caused him to become sterile. So therefore it wasn't the reason because, uh, you know, he said, he said, oh, if I get married to a second wife, who says it's going to work? That was just giving an excuse. The real excuse why he didn't get married, why, why he didn't get married to a second wife is because he indeed was a uh, akar. 
And the Gemara comes along and says, Rav Gidal, Rav Gidal also became an Akara from the Shi'ur of Ravuna. And uh, kind of it was a long Shi'ur, and therefore they couldn't go to the bathroom. That caused them to become sterile. Rav Halbo, Iyakam, Perked Ravuna. Rav Sheshat, Iyakir, Perked Ravuna. So it's uh, a lot of people became Akar from the Shi'ur. Rav Habar Yaakov, Ahate Sus Binta, Sus Chinta. He had this sickness that came from uh, not going to urinate. And it causes, in the end, if you don't treat it, it causes uh, barrenness. So what did they do to heal him? Taliuha be'arza de'berav. So it says uh, they, they hang him from like a, from a cedar, cedar, cedar wood that was in the Beit Midrash. Unfak yarka. And like a green um, excretion uh, came out. Like, uh, like the greenness of a... Uh, uh, that's on the um, date tree. And that, it seems, was the, was the disease. So you got better. So, Amar Avaha Bar Yaakov, Shitin Sabeh Havena. There were 60 rabbis. They all became Akar from the Shi'ud of Ravuna. Except for me. Because I followed the rule of Shilomor. And I used the chokmah of the srifu'ah that we just said. They hung him on the wood and the uh, disease uh, came out of him. He was able to use the rifu'ah. Okay, we did a shisus kintah. So basically saying, I was the only one that survived it because I used my, uh, I used chokmah. Gemara continues. Quote from the Mishnah. Gersha muteret. So we said that if he divorces his wife, he's permissible to marry a second. And he's also able to stay with her for an additional <coughs> 10 years. So the Gemara says, Sheni in, Shilishi lo. Sounds like we only let him do this a second time, but not a third time. Matnitin Mani, who's the author of our Mishnah, Rabihi, Detanya, Mala Harishon Umet. So let's say person circumcised uh, the first son, right? She first circumcised the first son, and then he died. Again, hemophilia, and the blood clotting didn't work, so the baby died. Hasheni, umet. And then they did the second son, and the baby died as well, so shilishi lotamu. So already by the third son, they should not circumcise, because this opinion holds that two already establishes hazakah. So once you already established in one family that these children are, uh, you know, they cannot tolerate B'rit Milah, so therefore the third one is not done. That's the opinion of Rabbi. Rabban Shem'on Min Gamliel Omer Shilishi Tamul. The third one can be circumcised because he holds that Hazakah is not established until three. However, Rabbi'i Lot Tamul. But the fourth one do not circumcise. So that's the mahloka between Rabbi and Rashbag. But we have a brighter that says the opposite. Brighter sounds like that Ashbag holds Hazakah is with two, and the B holds Hazakah is with three. So Yabara says, wait, find the last brighter. Whichever brighter was stated last, that'll be the correct opinion. So Yabara says, Tashema, the Amar of Hayabar Abba, Amar of Yohanan. 
And we know that Rabbi Yohanan was on the border of the last, the first of the Amuraim and the last of the Tanaim. So he was at the end of uh, Rashbag's life. So it says, Ma'aseh be'arba achayot besipuri. There was a story of four sisters in Sipuri. Shemalari shona umet. The first sister circumcised one of her sons, her son, and died. It died. Shiniyah and the second sister uh, circumcised her son, umet. Shilishit, the third sister, umet. Levi'it, when he got to the fourth one, bat lefne rabban shem'om gamliel. They came in front of Ban Shem'om gamliel. Amale al tamudi. Don't do it. So therefore, and you see what? You see that this was Rabbi uh, Yohanan, and that was at the end of Rashbag's life. So this must be this last opinion of Rashbag. And Rashbag sounds like he's saying that the fourth one don't do. Why? Because the Hazakah was established at three. So you see that indeed, we hold that Rashbag says, like we said in the first uh, Braita, that Hazakah is established only after three. So the Gemara comes along and says, Vedilma i'atya shilishit amarna. Correct, which means, how could you bring a proof from this story? Maybe if they would have came and asked him before they mauled the third kid, he would have said, don't do it also. They only asked him when it came after the third kid died. But you have no proof. Maybe if they would have asked him earlier, he would have forbade it. So the Gemara says, imken mai asadute Yet, if that's the case, then what is the testimony of Rabbi Hayyab bar Abba? It's not an accurate testimony, then. It's not teaching me anything. If you're coming to teach me a halakha that the Shabbat holds Hazakaz after three, I understand what the testimony is. But if you say that really holds Hazakaz after two, so what are you telling me the story for? Does, does, the, the, the story doesn't prove anything. Ella must be that the, the reason why I told the story is to prove a halakha that the Shbag holds that Hazakah is actually after three. The Gemara says, no. V'dilma ha'kamash ma'lan de'ahayot mehazkot. That maybe we can learn a bigger hadush over here. That maybe in a chenameh, we have no proof what he holds in Gabi Hazakah. Maybe the Shbag holds Hazakah is even after two. So then what was the testimony? That even that these children were from different sisters. They were not from the same family, meaning the same mother. If it's from the same mother, she has one child and another child, then you can say, okay, it's a hazakah. But here, it, 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 it's coming from sisters. So Hadush Obir is to say that even sisters can establish a hazakah. But we have no proof the Gabe, what Ashbag holds, the Gabe, the uh, deen of, uh, of, um, of hazakah. Amar hashta da amart. Now that we're saying that sisters, that similar things happen to their children, you could already establish a hazakah between them. A person should not get married to a family that has uh, epilepsy. Or a family that has, um, you know, a star history of leprosy. So long as it was established three times. Now, again, that's already in the family. So you see that family things go around. So therefore, now you're saying the sisters have something in common. So that shows you that it's a family issue. So therefore, 
Now already you have to look at the family if there's epilepsy or diseases in it, and the person should not uh, get married uh, in those uh, in those cases. Now let's read the Rashi for a second, where it says Shilishi Lord of Zakarakaraka Hemi Nahu Aharanaita. Right. Find out what the last Braita was, and that's the accurate one. So the Gemara says, Amadehu. Al Tamuli, Alma, Matnita, Kamaita, Harinta, the Haima Ase. And the Gemara comes along and says, Rabbi Yohanan saw the, saw the Maaseh, it was the end of Rashbag's life, that's when they lived, and he testified that he, he told him it's only a problem after the, the third one, he told him don't, don't, don't circumcise the fourth one. The Gemara says no, maybe really if you would have came and asked him after the third one, after the second one he would have said Asur. Also, the Gemara says, what's the purpose of this testimony? The Gemara says, no, the Tachadush is the Ahayot Mehaskot. Right, the Gemara then says that uh, from here uh, we see that uh, things that are hereditary in families, so a person should be careful uh, not to marry from those, uh, from those families that have, these, uh, that have these issues over here. Now, what's the what's the uh, what's the reason? What's the reason why not? I mean, if a guy doesn't care, you know, if he, why, why is it asur to marry a family that has epilepsy? It's asur, okay. Buy it, beware, but that's asur. So the Gemara comes along. So the Mefarshim explain it's because you're going to bring sick children into the world, and you're going to put them in sakana, and you're not allowed to bring children into the world that are going to have uh, uh, sakana. So there's no uh, no purpose. That's a that's a big hadush that probably has ramifications. That you know, people know they have genetic issues, and they, they 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 can't just say, "Well, we don't care," and therefore we're going to bring children into the world that have major health issues, knowing that there's uh, something uh, awry. So that would be uh, that would be a, uh, a problem over here. Okay. It seems, again, I'm not a doctor, but it seems that uh, hemophilia is uh, carried by the mother. Because the Gemaraz, the Mariot, the cases over here are always the mother. It sounds like it's uh, some type of maternal item that's passed in the blood to the, uh, to the children. Okay. I mean, that's coming out would be if you have a... Uh, a man that's married to several wives and his kids are dying from Ahmad Milah, he will not be established as a, you know, as a problem. Because again, each wife would be considered one. And let's say he's married to three wives. So each wife just shows that she had one son that died because of Milah, but that does not establish her as a problem. Even though he uh, was married to all three and all his three died, since it doesn't come from the father, so therefore, you know, he would, uh, if, if he married a fourth lady, let's say, they would say, do the brit milah. So that would be enough kamina of who you blame the, uh, the hemophilia on. 
From Nashi, it sounds like that it's an issue of the of the mother. Okay, uh, let's continue over here. What else says my Havi Allah? Okay, what is the uh, maskana? Meaning the Gaber, the B, and the Banshuman Gamliel. So, Ki Atar of Yitzhak Bar Yosef, when he came from Eretz Israel, Amar, Uvda Hava Kamed Rabbi Yohanan, Bekinishta de Maon. Okay, there's a Bet Kenesi that was called the Bet Kenesi of Maon. It was a Yom Kippurim, Shehaliyot, Beshabbat. And it was a, a mother that already had uh, three boys. And uh, the first one, when they, they mild it, Umalarishona Umet. Shiniyah, when the second one was born, uh, she circumcised him, Umet. Shilishit, when the third one was born, uh, it was unhappy to be on that Yom Kippur, the Brit Milah. Ba'a lefanav, so the Buhanan came uh, to ask if they should circumcise it. Amarla. Oh, she came to Rabbi Yohanan, and he said, Lechi umoli. Go and circumcise the son. There is no hazaka. So you see that what? Rabbi Yohanan holds there's no hazaka, the gabe too. Now, Mustama, Rabbi Yohanan heard this from Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, that he must have seen it. And therefore, he must have understood that, um, according, to, according to Rabban Shimon Gamliel, he was... Uh, uh, He was a mahmir, even by, uh, or, 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 or he, 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 was, he was lenient by, uh, by two cases of hazakah, and that's why he let him do the, uh, the third one. Let's read Rashi. Not Rashi yet. Okay. So that's that. Amar le abaye, hazeh de kasharit isura vesakanta. So the Gemara says, be careful because. With your testimony, you're being matir to do isu de oraita and also to put a child in sakana. And therefore, be careful on your, uh, on your halakha here, Rashi. Isura uh, besakanta, shim hazaka bishne ta'amin, behashirishini tani dachot, mimena habyami lashi lo bismana, beena dochat shabbat. The first thing over here is you have isud, because if indeed there's hazaka after two, so now already, this milah is uh, is is a problem. The veshlishini tanded hot mimena, and therefore you have to push up the third one. And therefore, it's a milah shelob bezmana. So it's a milah shelob bezmana. So uh, I guess it means you have to wait maybe for the child to get clotting if you don't do the milah on the eighth day. So therefore, adraba, it's a, it's a milah. That shouldn't be done. If it's a milash that shouldn't be done, it's like a milash shalom bezmana. If it's a milash shalom bezmana, it's not to uh, the Shabbat and sakanta because you're bringing the child to sakanat nefashot. Uh, again, obviously it's a sutadu melachan Shabbat on Yom Kippurim, unless it's a uh, you know milah that's mutar because it's done bezmana. Yom Shemini Yemod. Now, already once the first two child. The children died, and that establishes hazakah. So therefore, there's no obligation to mal this kid, I guess, uh, at all. That's the point. So it's like a milashi ena bismana, just like a milashi bismana is not the hayyum kipurim, 
course, you can't be allowed that you're not supposed to do it all. It's not going to be the Chayyim Kippurim. So the Abaye was asking, hey, be careful. First of all, you, you, you're bringing this uh, child to Is- you're bringing the parents to Isud by doing a milah when they shouldn't. And number one, number two, this is actually uh, sakana because for the for the child, if, if if two is considered a hazaka, so then the third one already is uh, sakana nefashot. So basically, he's saying make sure that you are giving a testimony. Um, you know, is, is, is accurate. So that was what, uh, what he was saying over here. Let's read again. Amar le'abaye, hazeh de'kasharit isura v'sakanta. You know, realize what, you, what your testimony is doing over here. And therefore, uh, make sure that, you know, you're accurate in saying over this halakha, uh, because there's big ramifications in what you're saying. Le'gabe chilul shabbat v'yom kippur, and le'gabe sakanat nefashot. Samach Ale Abaye. Abaye actually relied on Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yosef in uh, the testimony in the name of Rabbi uh, Yohanan that what? Al-Hazaka is established only after three times, which is lenient. Ve'azal ve'nasba le'chumah. So he went, Abaye, and he married Chumah. Okay, who was Chumah? So she was the daughter of Isi, the son of uh, Rabbi Yitzhak, the son of Rabbi Yehuda. The Nasba, the Chava, the Pompedita. And she was married already to the Chava, Ushkiv. And uh, the Chava died. And then Rabbi Yitzhak, the Rabbi, then she was married to this uh, Rabbi, Ushkiv, and he died also. And Abaye married after she already uh, killed uh, two husbands. Uh, again, because if you hold that, Hazakaz with three, so therefore he was okay. So she, she only killed two husbands. Well, sorry to tell you, Ushkiv, he died. Uh, so the Gemara says, let's just catch up in the Shia over here, Samach Ale Abaye. Um, I've heard Rabbi Yitzchak, the Amar Mishmeid Rabbi Yohanan, the Tzad Sebnei Huda Hadya Hazaka. Right. So Rabbi Yitzchak says, so he uh, he also died. Right, and then and, and obviously from 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 because the Brit Milavi is a Sakanat Fashot case. And he said, obviously, he gave the testimony even where there's Sakanat Fashot. So therefore, um, he put himself in Sakana. He married her after she, uh, she killed the uh, two. And even though it's a Safek that, you know, he might get into something would happen, he didn't care. Anyway, Ushkif. So when, uh, when Rava heard about uh, this story, he said, Which means, who puts themselves in Sakana uh, Nefashot like this? Abaye is the one that said, Which means, That which Avin said, 
in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, you can rely on. Avin the Sabka. Yitzhak Sumka, Labar Sabka. But that which Yitzhak, uh, which is Yitzhak by Yosef, said you cannot rely on. What does that mean? Avin Yeshno Bahazara, which means Avin is always making Hazara, and therefore you could trust his uh, testimony. He always re- reviews his learning. Yitzhak Sumaka, Eno Bahazara. Wow. And since he doesn't make hazara, he doesn't review, so you cannot rely on his halachot. Uh, but over here, he relied on Ibn Tzhak Yosef. Doesn't make any sense. Abayi himself said you cannot rely on Ibn Tzhak Yosef as a rule, because he doesn't review his learning. And therefore, his, 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 his statements are not accurate. Ve'od, ema de pedigi le'anyan mila benesu'in mi pedige and even if you want to say that he was lenient, maybe he was only lenient the Gabe Brit Mila, Papai Nisuin. Maybe she's the one that's uh, causing the husband to die. That she has got an issue. And therefore, me Pedigi, maybe there's no argument. Maybe even a bunch of Gamaliel will be more there than even two times as a Hazaka. So he doesn't understand why did Abayah take the risk? Number one, he never relied on the opinions of Ibn Sagbar Yosef. And number two, who says that Rabban Shimon Gamliel would be lenient the Gaber Nisuin? Maybe he was only lenient the Gaber Mila. Let's read Rashi. Avin. Avin is Amcha. Masha Amar Avin Nishmun Di Yohanan Yesh Tzmochalav Yesh No Bahazara Chozer Al Talmudo. Right, he reviews his learning. Lashon Acher Masui Kol Shaa Lefner Bi Yohanan. Right, so the second shot is that one rabbi was always by the Buhanan, so he knows the latest opinion, if he retracted or not. The other rabbi was not always by the Buhanan, so he doesn't know if he retracted or not. So basically, the rabbi was shocked. First of all, why did you take Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yosef's opinion? Why did you take his opinion? Uh, and number two, uh, maybe Rashbag will be modeh that when it comes to marriage, the Hazakah is established even after two. I mean, you can make the Chiduk that you're not going to push away a mitzvah of Milah until you have three times, because mitzvah, milah is a serious mitzvah. Okay, so when it comes to milah, he was a little more, you know, uh, patient, let's say, to, to wait. But when it comes to marrying, so therefore that's not a mitzvah like uh, milah, so therefore, especially when the first two died, so maybe there's no mitzvah to marry that girl, marry a different girl. Yeah, there's other girls. So that's, that's, that could be a chiluk between the cases. Brit milah, you have to mal the kid. So therefore, we're lenient, okay. We're not going to say, be, be so suspicious after two cases. But they're going to be married when she killed two husbands. Okay, there's other fish in the sea. Let him go marry somebody else. Why, why, why would you tell him to go marry uh, that girl? Maybe even Ashbag would be more there. Anyway, the Gemara comes along and says, no, in, in, in. Uh, yes. Uh, the Tanaim that argue um, uh, the Gabe this case over here of uh, Nisu'in to, to, to a lady uh, that killed two husbands. We actually learned it. Niset la Rishon, 
if she married the first one, Vamit, Lasheni, Vamit, Lashelishi, Lotenase. Okay, to the third one, Lotenase, because she considered already what's called Katlanit, Tevreda B. But you see here, a bunch of Momigam Lilomer, Lashelishi, Tenase. So he does not make a Chiluk, Rashbab. He even lets the a man marry the widow of, uh, of two husbands. Let it be of, of, of three husbands. Let it of two uh, husbands. She has to marry the, th- the third. Let it be ilotenase. But once she kills three husbands, no. So therefore, you see what that there's no difference. That Shabbat does not make a difference between berit mila and katlanit. So the Gemara says that bishlama gabe mila. We understand by berit mila what the issue over here is. There's certain families that uh, the blood doesn't congeal. That's why the kid dies from, the, from, the, from, from hemorrhage. There's certain families that also the blood is, is, is thick, very thick, and, and it, 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 um, it congeals properly. So therefore, one of them will not have a problem. The other one will have a problem. So therefore... There's a couple of children from the family, uh, so that we have to wait uh, uh, and, uh, and and see if there's a uh, if there's an issue. We did a she over here. Anything? No. But the Gemara says Ela nisuin my taama. What's the hazakalik aben nisuin? Why should we say it? Which means why should we assume that just because the husbands died in previous, why should they die now? Anymore, which is the, the, the Milah is a biological issue. So, then when it comes to the biological issue, there's certain kids that have different types of bloods. So, we have to establish if, if the kid actually has this disease. But uh, as far as we know, marriage isn't a disease. I mean, according to most people. So, therefore, uh, why is it that? What, what, what are you suspecting? Just because two husbands died, you know, she, it, it, what's the reason to. It's not a biological issue over here, is it? Why are we hoshesh for the uh, for the third uh, for the f- third one? Because we understand the the mila issue. Amar de Ramodechad Ravashe Hachi Amar Avimim Hagrone Meshemed Ravuna Ma'ayan Gorem. Okay, now that's uh, <laughs> the Ma'ayan of of the lady. That any means biological. There's something in the lady that when the man goes with her, that she has uh, some type of uh, item over them. Therefore, they die. You know, cause of death, tashmish. And therefore, it, it, it's uh, something wrong with having there. And therefore, yeah, Rab Asher Amar, Mazal Gorem. No, it's not nothing to do with the physical item. It's the, uh, it's the compatibility. You know, it's uh, a certain mazalot, just, 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 just the way it is. Her mazal is that she can't hold a husband. So therefore, you got stuck with a lady that her mazal is that she's not supposed to be married. So therefore, you're connecting to a lady whose mazal is that she's not supposed to be married, so it's going to knock him out. So the Gemara says, my benayu, what's an afkamina? Ika benayu de'irsa umit. An afkamina is going to be if, let's say, a person got engaged to a, uh, to a lady, and then he died before the kirisa la and if you're saying ma'yan gorem, there was no ma'yan already because they didn't have bi'ayat. So therefore, you cannot establish, uh, you know, uh, her as a uh, as a katanit. But if you're saying that she can't be married, 
Irusin is like being married. So therefore, you start counting. Well, let's say the husband died uh, from the tree. And he fell off a tree. So therefore, he didn't die from the ma'yan. And clearly, he died because of other, uh, other causes. So according to Abimi, uh, that's not, uh, according to Abimi that said, uh, it's, um, Mayan Gorim, so there's no Mayan in these, these two cases over here. He died uh, from Irusin, or he died from natural causes. Uh, this is, uh, you know, not going to establish a Hazakah to make her a Katnanit. But according to the Asher, yeah, what's the difference? The Mazal is the Mazal. So I don't care if he got hit by a car, he fell off a tree, I don't care if he died from Irusin. Bottom line, it's, it's, it, 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 it contributes to the Hazakah of this lady. Okay, let's read the Rashi, the Irsa. Right, so that's the third. So let's say, ready, after two times, the husband died after marriage. And now she married, uh, the th- she didn't marry the third one, she got engaged to the third one. And then he died. Either he died uh, uh, in Irusin, or he got married to her, and he died, he fell out of a tree. So are you going to establish that as the third one or not? Then our spouse let the declare and I found him for me. The man that married my young Gorem, lo huchsekazo, shehare ma'yana lo garam lo shiemu, shehare lo met mecholi. Right, he didn't die from the sickness. Kanere, it's a slow sickness. You know, he goes with and he starts getting sick. He died off the tree. So therefore, does that uh, third marriage or engagement establish a lady to be a um, a katlanit or not? Anyway, again, what I was going to say now, Amar le Rav Yosef bered Ravha. Is like and which the Hazakah established after two. He said yes. So then he said and he told him in. He says yes. So he says Was he making a joke of me? He said no. He's serious. Which means there's Mishnayot that are uh, Stam, the uh, Gabe, one rabbi, and there's Mishnah like, uh, like the other. And if we forsake like, uh, like both. Read Rashi. Ah, so that's a hadush now. I mean, it's not cut and dry. Sometimes we'll establish hazakah at two, and sometimes we'll establish hazakah at three. It depends the case. So it's not just an automatically hazakah is always three or hazakah is always two. It really is going to depend on the case that we're uh, that we're talking about. So that we wasn't making a, a joke over here. So the Gemara explains. 
Nisuin umalkuyot kedebi. When it comes to marriage and when it comes to malkuyot, then we follow the B. What is the B? The Hazakah is going to be after two. Vesatot, when it comes to the ladies' cycle. Veshora Mu'ad, we're establishing a Shora Mu'ad, Kerabban Shem'on, Begam Diel. That'll be like Rabban Shem'on, Begam Diel. So the Gemara is making a Chedukim over there. Nisu'in and Malkuyot, Hazakah's two. And when it comes to other cases, like Vesatot and Shora Mu'ad, it's three. Now the Gemara tomorrow, Bezat Hashem, is going to explain what the cases of Nisu'in, Malkuyot, Shora Mu'ad, as well as Vesatot, so stay tuned on that. But again, you see that it's not a, uh, it's not cut and dry. It can go, um, it can go either way. Now, if you just go back to Tosfot, a couple of Tosfotim over here, because they're interesting. The top Tosfot is Yemeshin or Tinu Bahim Shivim Shana. So we assume that that David Amelech said that Pasuk, and therefore, already in David's time, the life expectancy was shortened. And the Rabbi who lived after David still wrote in the Mishnah that a man can divorce his wife after 10 years. So there was got nothing to do with life expectancy. Tutos 4 says, It's really not David. He's a Mishnah, David Amaro, Shematsinu Shehai Kach. Ava Moshe, Matsinu Shehai Yoter. Right, it could be that uh, Moshe said it, but David, uh, David you know, brought it over into the Tehillim. It makes sense because it says you mentioned Otenu Shivim Shana, and Moshe didn't live Shivim Shana, so therefore that's why we, we assume that it's uh, David saying it. The next Tosfot says Ba'ami Neber of Yosef, Ameri Dinir Eish Shalo Halacha Kerabi or Kerashbag. So he asked him a straight up question: Who do we paskin like Rabbi or Rashbag? Veshivod Halacha Kishnehem. We all like both of them. He said, "What are you making a joke?" It well, depends. Which is a typical rabbinical answer that it depends on you know. Uh, what the what the case is? Uh, let's do. Um, let's do uh, some uh, some tosfotim over on Amud Rishon. If you look at the bottom tosfot, Ihachi Avraham Nami Akur Haya. So remember on the Amud Rishon we said that how could you bring a raya from Abraham that he waited ten years? Abraham was Akara. He was Akar. He was barren. So if you have no raya. He would have waited a hundred years. I mean, it has nothing to do with uh, waiting. He he, 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 had a, he had a problem. So you have no da'ayah, the gabe Avraham. Kedamane kaman Avraham besarat tumtumim hayu. Like the Gemara says later on that they were tumtumim. V'afal pi shemistama kevan nekra kishinasa sarah. Right, when they got married, they weren't tumtumim. He must have ripped it open. But they stayed tumtumim. Uh-huh. Even if you open him up, he's not going to be molid. Since it was sealed initially, he opened it up, but it doesn't matter. It cannot have to. And even according to the banana, it's not so, so prevalent, so therefore, you have no, uh, no raya. That way we considered akurim. Uh, okay, before this one, Believe me, Yitzhak. What was the Gemara's question from Yitzhak? Let's learn that you can wait 20 years. Because Yitzhak got married at 40, and he didn't have children until 60, and he didn't divorce Rivka. So therefore you see that uh, you can wait 20 years. Even though 
even Yitzhak was 10 years. Why? If you say that she got married at three, exactly. If you say that she couldn't really have children until she was 12, so therefore, it's the same, uh, it's the same uh, 10 years, uh, basically. Whatever, nine years. The point is not, it's not 20. So he says, Right, that's why it was supposed to ask, was it more than 10? So therefore, the question is, uh, uh, and not everybody says that if God was three. Okay, so they were able to give birth earlier than 12. So therefore, you know, you, you can say actually that it was, uh, she got married uh, maybe at three, and uh, or uh, whatever she was able to, let's say, you know, get get pregnant earlier. So therefore, uh, its hot was uh, was what was sixty, and it was forty when he got married twice. So therefore, there was a twenty year period. You could say wasn't what uh, what what wasn't less what uh, wasn't wasn't less than that. Okay, so that's uh, that's the two foot over there. Okay, let's do. Um, let's do the the, the uh, Tosfot one before that. Now, why is it a raya? I mean, see, it's a nice raya. Abraham waited ten years before he took Hagar. Why did he wait ten years? He waited ten years in order to wait for the uh, so he can, so he could so have a child. So he says raya gemura ena. Demishum <laughs> Right. If anything, you just learn that you don't have to ask your wife after 10 years to take another tzara uh, into your house. That's what you can learn from Abraham. Not that it's a mitzvah to megaresha. All you can learn is if you waited 10 years, you take another uh, wife in the house because normally you have to uh, ask your wife, let's say. So you don't have to ask after 10 years. That, that's all you can learn from that. So but that's a mitzvah that you have to uh, divorce your wife. That's why it's not a Full proof, it's just a, it, it, it's an emis. Right, normally if you want to say, if a person takes another wife, he can get rid of his first wife and give a, he has to give her a ketubah, but uh, when he waited 10 years, he could take a tzara to the house, like we saw, he doesn't have to worry about his first wife. That's what you see from them. You don't see that he's obligated that he had to do it. Just as in Afghamin al uh, you know, he has permission to take his second wife without getting permission from his first wife. Okay, that's that.